Hey everybody, Clint Fosley here, your host of the Brocode.life podcast series and welcome to episode 13. Yes, lucky 13 for some version of the podcast entitled Activate Body and XPT Australia with Tom and Dr. Victoria Malloy. First doctor we've had on the podcast, so there you go, there's a first for everything. We're going through a bit of a health and nutrition and fitness regime at the moment as we enter the silly season uh, for those listening on Pact. And, you know, as for those who, who've listened to the content before, know how important I feel health, nutrition and wellness and sleeping well and eating well and training well and, and being at peace physically will, will help you in all aspects of your life, whether you're divorced, whether you're single, whether you're in trauma, married, whatever it is, this podcast is going to be one that's going to relate to everyone. In this episode, we talk we talked about just life stories in terms of how Tom and 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 Vic got to their you know got to their point and obviously ended up being married together. For Tom, it was you know very much a personal journey through anxiety and and being out of condition after having a whole athletic background, which led him on his personal journey of breathing meditation and eventually took him towards the XBT brand. For Vic, it's you know something she studied to be a physiotherapy, did a PhD after that as well in terms of lower back pain and you know understanding how to deal from that trauma. Together, they you know have been married for fifteen years and and are representing XBT Australia which for those who do know is Slade Hamilton, you know, famously created with Wim Hof and some of his other cohorts, as well as their local clinic Activate Body, which is really promoting movement and health and, and wellness. The key to their whole philosophy and strategy is that, you know, it's all about breathing, moving and recovering. So they spend a lot of time focusing on how do we heal our body, how we recover our body. I know myself as I'm moving towards 50, you know, you don't heal as quickly as you do. So we spend a lot of time talking about breathing, talking about ice bars, saunas, and all the various things you can do to make sure you know you perform at your absolute best. Once again, I want to thank Tom and, and Vic for coming on the podcast. I think the content in here is amazing and I know you're going to enjoy it. Uh, just to remind you, I've put up the box breathing video of how to set that up for yourself. And that's brocode.life forward slash breathe. If you're having a bad day or want to start your day on a good note, just do that for 10 minutes every morning. I promise you, your day will be better. And also remember the Recovering from Ground Zero course is live and loud. So if you want to sign up, please go to broco.life forward slash recover. We take intakes a few times a year. So if it's if it's not an intake window, then just join your name on the waiting list and we look forward to working with you. Anyway, strap in, enjoy, and we'll see you on the other side. Hey everybody and welcome again to the Brocode.life podcast series number 13 and lucky 13, <laughs> lucky for some and lucky forever. Today I'm joined by Dr. Victoria and Tom Malloy. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Thank you very much. Uh, we are on the beautiful Sunshine Coast uh, up in Sunshine Beach uh, in your new establishments and I'm going to do a bit of a precursor as to why I invited you guys and, and, and why I think this is very, very important for the typical target audience but also everyone out there mm. in terms of health, wellness, breathing, yep. meditation, all that stuff we're going to sure. get into today. Um, I did a XBT experience with, with Tom and Vic a couple of, probably about a month or two ago, which yep. is, was amazing, which we'll dive into and ask them to be on the podcast because part of my philosophy of men getting their lives together and just men going through trauma or women or whatever it is, yep. is health, wellness, nutrition, breathing, all yep. that stuff that yep. people just tend to leave out and want to work on the mind, whereas yep. I believe the body is so key. Sure. Um, you know, so you sleep better, you can think better, you can process anxiety and stress and all that stuff that people just 
ignore, yeah. right? Yeah. I think why I believe this is important for everyone and, and a lot of the, which is a lot of the, the audience that reach out to me are not necessarily divorced men, but men struggling with midlife crisis, yeah. so to speak. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I've just got back, as I said, with a, with a, from a trip to the States with a few of my friends. So a shout out to the Reno Renegades, you know who you are. Um, <laughs> hashtag never drinking again. <laughs> And what is quite interesting in terms of, um, you know, from my understanding, we all lived athletic lives and it's just yeah. part of who we are. Yeah. Where a lot of the guys, uh, and this is from an American perspective who've lived with me, yeah. were fascinated how, you know, for me, part of my daily routine and rituals, like what is the tide doing? What is the wind doing? When am I surfing? Like we, we always find to make time to be healthy and be active. And whereas for them, that was just foreign. Yeah. Mm. And it was so weird for them looking in the lens, which we assume is normal. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and hence me thinking it's so important for everyone to understand why it is important to make this yeah. a huge, huge priority in your life. Yeah. Sure. Um, and, and that's what I really want to get away with today. Cool. Okay, cool. cool. So enough about me. So let's do some intros. Early life, who's starting? Where did you guys grow up? What do you like as kids? Do you want to start, Tom? Okay, so um, I was sort of like in the middle class of Victoria in Melbourne. Yep. And... Um, in a place called North Bourne, which we call North Boring, because not, not much really <laughs> happens. But um, it was a great opportunity for me to have a lot of space. Yeah. And um, I'm sort of, I guess, naturally athletic and long legs and just a big tank. So running was my thing. So I just ran everywhere. So we had lots of hills, lots of parks. Forest Gump moment there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, sort of, it was a way I cleared my head too. Yeah. Um, was just running, running, running. And, um, you know, sort of, I guess, on over the co course of my life, we spent a lot of time down the beach as well. So I guess I've got a, a very strong connection to water. Yep. And um, so through surfing and just hanging out with my friends down the beach and just, again, running my legs off and exhausting myself to a point where, you know, by the time you finish the day, you just eat and go to bed. Yep. And that was pretty much a lot of my life is surrounded around athletics and things like that and did you compete in those days sort of what yeah. is your distance so so i was um a hurdler and 400 meter runner so and yeah so um and also i played afl or played uh, Aussie yep. rules footy yeah. and was quite successful in that sort of stuff and um it all sort of came to a junction when um unfortunately i dislocated my knees yep. and 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 cracked my patella and um sort of messed around my ligaments and as a result of that sort of it really took me back a bit so and what uh, age was that uh 15 okay. was the first time that happened and then through the course of the next three or four years had recurring injuries and the same thing uh with the knees and that just blew things out to a point where um that sort of part of me was limited to my capacity i still had a big tank but yeah. my body really didn't sort of allow me to do what i wanted to do um and that was due to the fact that probably um at that age I was, you know, wanting to get back into um, to being active and didn't know the pathway and the progressions to get to that point. And you get to a physio perspective and the strength conditioning was basically straight into um, full full play. Yeah. So there wasn't sort of a transitional sort of rehab group or anything like that with football or athletics. Yep. So that was a recurring theme throughout my 20s um, and I just – then sort of incurred sort of very early onset of osteoporosis, uh, arthritis, arthritis, yep. um, arthritis in my knees. You have arthritis? You don't look old enough to have arthritis. Yeah, so I'm, I'm 43. Wow. Uh, so, so what age did you get arthritis? Uh, probably early 20s. Oh, sorry, wow. late 20s, yeah. Wow. So and then and then it's progressed, it progressed significantly in my 30s um, where I sort of almost avoided doing exercise. 
I, oh, wow. I remember I, I died five knee ops, right, rugby, and I destroyed my knee. And the, the diagnosis from the, from the surgeon at the time was that you'll be playing in like three or four weeks. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. You know, so I did the rehab, got on the field. Every time I played, it just blew up like yep. a balloon. Yep. I was like, this can't be right. Like rehab, rehab, blew up like a balloon. Saw him at the end of the year and he was like, what do you mean you're playing? You should have been out for like six to nine months. I'm yeah. like, no, no, you said three weeks. He oh, you got the wrong diagnosis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just kept on looping myself wow. and was living off match fee at the time. Yeah. And, you know, so moved out as in digs. The only way I was living was on match fee, which mm-hmm. in those days were on illegal yeah. envelopes oh. under the table. Yeah, wow. So I had to go play, get my match fee paid. Yeah, no one's going to lie. And yeah, so when you, when you tell about recurring, it's like a yeah. this horror story, man. Yeah. yeah. Bizarre. So I, I got to a point where I guess, I guess, yeah, so basically uh, blew up and, yeah. and, and I stopped sort of exercising for a period of time and sort of, I guess, channel my energy into, into business. Yeah. And, um, uh, and, and that's where sort of life spiraled and mm-hmm. that's, I guess, transitioned to another part of this conversation. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And were you, were you in, in, in sort of Victoria that whole time or had you moved to the coast yet or where, where were you based? Uh, so I was all over the place. So I was okay. working across around Australia. And what and, work were you doing at the time? Uh, so I was, I, I was running a, a, an energy, energy business doing solar and microgrids and okay. um, desert generators and things like that across Australia in remote parts of Australia and, and that sort of thing. So um, very challenging work, very stressful yeah. and running also sort of operational and sales teams. Um, doing a whole bunch of stuff and then it just came to a point where and there's also that FIFO lifestyle as well in a way because you're away from all the time yeah 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 yep. so so but, f- sorry for the American audience is that FIFOs fly and fly out and it's quite common in Australia where you know guys or girls will spend 10 10 12 you know two three weeks away from home and then come back for a week and yeah and it's disruptive on everyone from yeah. what I understand absolutely and you've got yeah. young family and yeah. um, a wife that you know need you and all that sort of stuff and you also try to manage teams and the stress that happens in those sort of like little yeah. microcosms of, yeah. of, of, <laughs> of work and and um, dealing with guys who've been away from their parents yeah. sorry their, their family and things like that so 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 you're dealing you've been the parent and the you know trying to manage from yeah. far and things like that so um and that's where I sort of introduced myself into the breathing. Okay. Yeah. And let's pause there. Yep. So Vic, doctor, the first yes. doctor we've had on the podcast. There you go. Yeah. Always the first. Yes. Where, where did you grow up? What's your story? I also grew up probably about five kilometers from Tom. No ways. And my father actually lives about a kilometer from Tom's parents. So yeah. um, grew up very similar backgrounds. Yeah. Um, when did you meet? We met through Tom's cousin who I went to uni with. We did our PhDs together. So you only met post-uni? Yeah, yeah. So we met 15 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, but we lived in the same gym. We knew the same people and even his cousin's like, I can't believe you guys haven't met. That's crazy, okay. So we met. So same, same, okay, so. Very similar background, similar kind of schools, similar friendship groups. And Um, from a sporting perspective, what are you up to at school? as a young child, I did jazz, tap, and ballet. Okay. So I was a dancer. I have one of and those. Then, yeah, lots of sequins, <laughs> lots of sparkles, which yes. um, I'm still entrenched in. Um, <laughs> then I discovered rowing. So okay. I was a, a very passionate roller at school. Um, so single skulls, fours, eights. Yep. Um, through my secondary schooling at uni and past you beyond uni as well. Um, and as part of rowing, we also ran. So yeah. um, I So you like suffering, in I other words. I love endurance. Like <laughs> pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my thing now is running. So is that, is um, that what? Half marathons. Okay. Half kind of distance, aiming to get to a marathon eventually. But 
I've run a marathon, so you can do it. You know, not the same pace. I'm assuring you, but I got there. Well done. (laughs) So, when did you when you left school? What did you obviously? So I studied physiotherapy. Yep. um, Did that, graduated, started working in private practice, and then realised that I probably um, there wasn't enough to that. So I then went and did my PhD, my doctorate, um, looking at the diagnosis of low back pain. So trying to. look at clinical signs and symptoms to diagnose joint related back pain. And I did that with Tom's cousin. So she was also doing a PhD. Okay, brilliant. So that's how we met. That's how you ended up. Yeah. And was that all in, in Melbourne as well? Yeah, all at Melbourne Uni. So I'm yeah, born yeah. and bred Melbourne. Okay. Um, very much a... And, and how long did that PhD take you? Uh, three years, nine months and one day. <laughs> to be exact. <laughs> yeah. You're not yeah. a detailed well, person, no. are you? No, long no. Long wow. Wow, okay. Yeah. And then, and then after you finish your PhD, then what? So then I continued working in private practice and then also moved into the consulting space. So I, I am a kind of expert consultant for um, workers' compensation, food parts, so yep. private insurers, yep. things like that. So a bit dry, but um, I give expert advice to other physios to ensure that they're treating using evidence-based practice. So where has, as someone who's slipped a disc and has had an yep. endless, and a surfer, yes. know, has had endless back, lower back pain yes. issues, where, where's the, from however many years ago that was, yep. has the sort of methodologies changed as it evolved? The, or is it the pretty... brilliant thing which excites me so much yeah. is that every bit of research that's coming out now is saying, don't touch people, get them exercising. Mm-hmm. Uh, All mm-hmm. the physiotherapy research, and it doesn't even matter what exercise it is, do some exercise that the person likes. Get them moving. Which wear Get such passionate exercises. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Backs are meant to move. Don't keep a back stable. Don't keep a back sitting. Get them moving. Yep. Get them feeling good about themselves and yep. everything falls back into place. Because, I mean, like a lot of people ask me, like, do you train, do you work out? And I said, no, I just yeah. surf and kite. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's but never that's, it's that's never exercise, training. right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, like you yeah. flog yourself for six or seven hours and yeah. you're the happiest human, you're calm, yeah. your mind's clear. Yeah. And in that, you're treating your back at the same time. Of course you are, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. And then, so you guys met 15 years ago? Yes. Was that while you're doing your PhD? Uh, yes. Yes, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you were living in Melbourne at the time? Yes. Yeah. And how did that story evolve? Um, so I, at, at that point, I was, yeah. I was in banking, institutional banking, and um, I'd been cousin, away with so my cousin, and, and she's met, mentioned that she was doing a PhD with Vic, and she has brown hair and long legs, and I said, okay, give me her email address. And I just emailed her and said, yeah. do you want to go out? <laughs> There you go. Simple as that. Be and, bold. And um, I've never been on a, a blind date or anything like that before. And and, and, and sure enough, yeah. you know, I married one. For all the Tinder people out yeah. there, just ask a girl. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Just get out there and do don't it. Swipe. Just don't, don't worry about the Tinder. Just yeah, swipe. Just, just, just ask them. Just yeah. go, hi, how are you doing? Yeah, it, yeah. it actually works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So Okay. And then did you guys... When you moved in together, Melbourne based the whole time. Yeah, Melbourne, yep. And, yep. Then, and then when did the coast happen? Well, we moved to um, the Victorian coast as a bit of a practice. So we lived in Ocean Grove, which is down on the Bellarine Peninsula, yep. Peninsula in Victoria. We lived yep. there for nearly, yeah. yeah, just over a year. Yeah. Then got married down there as well. Yeah. Um, had kids back in Melbourne. Yeah. After having two kids, just decided we need to change. We come up to Noosa every year and every year, year. With the sunshine, I'd feel happier going. My God, why? That was a funny story, though. Like, really, like, I mean, we, we were just having a conversation one night up here, and we said, "Well, Vic said, do you want to live up here?" And I said, yeah. "Yeah, that sounds good." Like, just as a yeah, yeah. thought, it was just but passing the breeze. Yeah, yeah. really. Was- the, the next day, I'm I'm on the beach relaxing, and 
bing, 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 bing. There's all these I found house. houses. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and three days later, we found the one we wanted. And wow. yeah, a week later awesome. after yeah. that, we'd bought it and yeah. put a couple of properties on the market and away we went. Yeah. And you're still in that house today? Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. And then your last child up here, born yes. up there? Yes. Yeah, so he, yeah. yeah, that's right. Of the day. Yeah, turned two last week. Today, happy birthday. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so you've obviously been in the, you know, the exercise physiology yeah. space. Tom, when did yeah. you transition over to, to, I mean, I know, I think this is, you know, if you don't mind, we can always edit this out. But sure. yeah. when, when I did the workshop with you, you mentioned you really struggled with anxiety and stress and, sure. and, and came across breathing. Yep. So do you want to maybe chat about, you know, why you ended up in that space, why you believe and what breathing you stumbled across that helped you get through that and yeah. which I'm assuming transitioned your career into now what you do. Yeah. Well, it was, it was a start, I guess, of health, mm. a focus of health. And the interesting part of my journey is that I never really considered nutrition, didn't consider breathing, didn't consider really uh, proper strength conditioning and, and stretching mobility. Did listen to his wife? <laughs> <laughs> Who does, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and breathing probably was, um, not too sure how I got into it, but I, I could start uh, meditating. Yeah, no, no, it was prior to headspace. You're okay. You did a lot of yoga. Uh, I think I was introduced through um, a coach. Yeah. So I had a life coach at the time, and 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 sort of he, he gave me some stuff, and I started listening to it. And I was like, this is pretty awesome, and I started finding out about um, John Kabat-Zinn and a few other people that was leading the way in in meditation space, um, and that sort of allowed me then to explore meditation as a part of. And, and incorporating that with breathing is, is part of the journey of um, finding ways to manage anxiety and stress. Mm-hmm. And um, that was certainly a way to, to do it. And I guess at that point as well, I wasn't physically uh, fit, strong, yeah. and I wasn't exercising much. So as a, a release, that was my go-to because the alternative was alcohol, carbohydrates, food, um, just really poor lifestyle. Yeah. And, um, and I'd blown up significantly. I was quite large i was over 105 six seven no probably 110 kilograms going upwards for me that was that's big for me and um um and now i'm like i don't know 82 or something like that so um but so so that led into i guess the breathing aspect um and um then i like looked into getting my fitness together. Yeah. Um, I, I just stopped there on the breathing yep. aspect. Like what were you putting in as a daily ritual for breathing? Because something like I stumbled across breathing through Wim Hof. Yep. I, I was watching the Pipe Masters one year. I've told the story a few times where someone got completely flogged. Uh, they got back on the ski, uh, you know, within two minutes, calmed yep. themselves, dropped in, you know, got a fucking sick barrel, won the, won the heat. Yeah. And the post, post sort of heat interview, the guy was like, what are you doing in the sled? I said, I was just doing some Wim Hof breathing to calm myself out. Sure. And I Googled that and like, yeah, who yeah. the hell is this? Before yeah. it was mainstream. Yeah. And then I started putting that practice into place for myself mm. when I was in a shitty situation yeah. just to right. calm myself. So what was your morning routine or when you felt that anxiety yeah. coming up? Can you remember what? Yeah, definitely. What so you did? Uh, there's another thing called the Munro Institute and there's this wonderful um, meditation called Flying Free. Yeah. And it allowed me to sort of, um, sort of, I guess, visualize the idea of getting all your stress, thinking about it, putting it in a box, putting the lid on it, yeah. and then becoming present. And then by using different breathing techniques along that journey, you're exploring sort of lighter um, ideas plus breathing really well. So so physiologically, you're you're feeling like you're releasing all that sort of stuff in terms of um, and and getting proper oxygen supply into your body. Yeah. And away you go. 
what I felt um, and what I realized is that when I do exercise, I breathe very well. Day to day, my posture, um, the way I, way I worked, I was breathing very poorly. Yeah. And so I'd be getting headaches and things like that. So just by putting that on, I would start feeling a lot lighter. And is that a, a guided meditation? That was a guided meditation. Um, and I, I guess I've got a, at a certain times I've got a very short attention span. So eventually eventually it's like, okay, what's next, you know? Yeah. And, and that's where I guess with the Wim Hof, with XPT breathing, it, it's sort of, uh, sort of gone into another sphere where you're actually it's physically evolving yeah. um, and you're really sort of getting some intense breath holds and um, certain um, sort of, you know, different sort of momentums of, of breath um, and really exercising the full diaphragm and and breathing. Um, yeah. yeah. So 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 just over to you, Vic. Did, did yeah. you how quickly did you notice once Tom? Obviously, you know, like there's a point in time, right? Yeah. Like where we just something happens. Yeah. Um, I think I was listening to a podcast with Terry Crews and said, when you make dr- dramatic transformation, there's always that moment. Yeah. Where you like say, fucking enough's yeah. enough, right? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. when? How quickly did you? Because that's what I wanted. What I'm trying to get is yeah. how quickly yeah. if you implement the stuff, yeah. how rapid the results can be like from your side yeah, from me from watching you watching tom, tom yeah um like i guess there was there was kind of a crisis if you don't yeah. mind me saying so tom had been running a successful business um things changed with how rebates were happening and yeah. we had to sell off some of that business shut it down and move our life yeah and from there tom was also not not that well and in terms of exercise and health and he then personally discovered breathing and nutrition and exercise mm. and it happened very quickly yeah and he was i guess that was the the low point yeah so so the, turned a lot around yeah. in that time so and so 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 for me i interrupt is is yeah. that like i guess i do actually remember the, the junction that, that that point where it's like i hit bottom and that was like i couldn't walk literally 400 meters without like severe pain in my knees because wow. i just completely inflamed and just unfit and and unloaded so so then i made a decision to do something about it i decided to do tough mutter um and uh, that's that's smart with but but and i guess at that time i I was also looking i was also looking for external things to help like that'd be like anti-inflammatories that'd be like painkillers injections um i tried everything that i could other than doing the work yeah, so doing well, the, the, the in, and the internal work. I mean, that's, yeah, you know, that's right, when, when you yeah. say the external things, is that yeah. something like I think my biggest aha over the last year is is only you and only you're going to make yourself yeah. happy, right? Yeah. No person, thing, staff. Yeah, it's an internal game. It is an inter- yeah. It is, you know. And I yeah. and I, I that's what I've been trying to have with my kids. Like you're the only person that's going to make you happy in this world. Yeah. Don't think anything or anyone yeah. or any stuff or. Yeah, because you get lost when you start looking outside because it's an internal reference point to everything, and so and that, and that's the thing that you should be referring to to make your decisions rather than oh look at that bright thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and I think that's one thing breathing does as well. It forces you to get into yeah, that internal exactly space. right. Yeah, and there's not much, and it's also the one thing you can control. You can have chaos and everything, but you can always come back to your yeah. breathing. And in and in all your practice, when did you stumble across breathing? Vic? So as a as a physio. Um, as a first year out physio, we're put into hospitals to teach really sick people how to breathe. Serious? So wow. yeah, so cardio, there's there's three realms of physio. You've got musculoskeletal, which is what everyone um, use physio is. So yep. that's your private practice physio. Then in hospitals, you've got neurological physios, which deal with people that have had strokes 
and brain injuries and spinal cord injuries, and then you've got cardio physios. So they're the ones that in a hospital setting, they're getting people up out of bed after open heart surgery. Yeah. They're dealing with kids with cystic fibrosis and their job is to purely um, ensure the lungs work. So you're teaching people how to cough, you're teaching people how to deep breathe, wow. but really sick people. Yeah. So my association with breathing was that, oh, you only need to worry about breathing when you've had your when you chest broken, cut, yeah. cut open or you've got um, emphysema or things like that. Mm. So I, I knew how to do breathing exercises, but as a physio, we're taught pathology, we're not taught health. Yeah. So we're taught whether to rehab per, a person to a certain level of function, not get them performing to their maximal capacity. So in, I, being someone who I guess is potentially puts a lot of pressure on myself, um, I'm naturally anxious. Mm. And I discovered yoga and through yoga, there was a lot of breathing techniques in that. And then I guess through Tom's journey with Wim Hof and, and other, and the XPT, which he did before me, yeah. I witnessed how he was using breathing for performance. So it was kind of this mind shift of, wow, you don't, you can actually breathe better as a normal functioning human yep. with your sats where you, your oxygen sats stay pretty reg regular and constant if you're healthy. Um, there is still room to move and become a lot more efficient and use it for sports performance and things like that. That's, so, I mean, so you basically, you were sitting on this this gem that you were told yeah, 40 years ago yes, and like, I, yeah, well, it's yeah. yeah, it a, it a box just, really. It was, it yeah. was literally a lot of limited. Yeah, yeah, keep their um, mindset of, their treatment with sick people and you don't look at okay let's look at health let's yeah. look at improving yeah. on health yeah. instead of just this kind of idea that we only treat the sick yeah so yeah that was kind of a, a mind-blowing wow. <laughs> so yeah. should we should we transfer over to xpt yep yeah. so um xpt extreme performance training that's correct um put together by a couple of my man crushes yeah <laughs> vim yep uh led there. And uh, Brian, what's Brian his, McKenzie, Brian McKenzie. Was, was originally there, so, and also Gabby was Gabby Gabby yeah, Reese. Gabby yeah. Reese led. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to give a like an elevator pitch of what XBT is and how it all started? Okay, so it it all started, I guess, with um, I, Gabby was very much into um, sort of fitness and things like that, um, and led as well, and the two of them sort of combined with Brian McKenzie to create XBT. And XBT essentially is to create a really hot. Uh, high performance lifestyle, um, uh, I guess, program that incorporates the best of fitness. And that includes breathing, that includes movement and includes recovery. So all of them are active components put together. But people don't get the first and second one, right? They do the movement, yeah, you know, they every never, program yeah, in the yeah, world, yeah. but they, they don't, don't do yeah. the breathing and they don't, they don't do recovery. recovery. That's right. Yeah. And in essence, a lot of the, the breathing aspects is part of everything you do. You breathe 24,000 times a day um, and how you breathe affects the way that you move um, and the way that you move um, affects the way you breathe and, and, and just re recurring. And often we get to a point where we're, we're moving a lot, we're not breathing well, and then we get tired. Yep. Um, and tired, sit on a couch. So the way we kind of like look at it is that like I don't want to sit on the couch very long I want to keep moving <laughs> I want to keep yeah. doing stuff I want to keep having fun yeah. for surfs up or yeah. something's to do I want to do it so so the way that we can't kind of then sort of cue the body then to recover faster yeah. is to incorporate um, ice and, and and heat and movement and proper nutrition yeah and it's it's very logical 
It, it, it is. is yes. It really is. So, so I know we, we've probably got a bit of a head of ourselves here, but yep. before, once you started your own personal journey of, you know, bringing in meditation, when did you sh- shift that from a career perspective, which I'm sure you started yep. helping people and then the XBT thing came? Yeah. So, so, um, so at that point where I was, where I hit rock bottom yep. and it was just horrible, horrible. So I remember it was winter and just couldn't move. So then I just made a decision to just get, get myself together yep. and it was like, I had to unlearn all this stuff like diet. Monkey brain. Monkey brain. Like it was just, <laughs> but the, the way that I was brought up was carbs and noise, like really like refined carbs and things like that. Um, we had fruit and, and veg and all this stuff, which is great, but but there's all this carbs because like, yeah. I think it was just cheaper to fill me up. And as a kid up to 27, um, you can get away with that and then that just deteriorates after <laughs> yes, that. Yes, you point. can. <laughs> so, and I was a very skinny kid. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that so diet was one aspect and the other one was starting moving and, and I, I did started doing a gym program with, with a guy and that was unreal. Um, started doing physio, started like inquiring and finding out about all these people that have suffered. Yeah. So, you know, Wim suffered, Laird suffered, all these people that have sort of gone out in the world and, Try to do extraordinary things, mm. um, which I'd been doing with my business, but not with my body. Yep. And so I thought, okay, I want to do extraordinary things with my, my body yep. again and started to um, look after it in that aspect and start exploring those things and started listening to my wife, started listening to other physios. For those listening, that was a high five. I mean, again, as I said, like you've got to unlearn all that stuff. It's the, the internet, internet. The internet's forever now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so I tell my daughters the internet's forever. Remember yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so within three to six months, and then I met um, a wonderful physio who taught me about sort of a whole bunch of different exercises and got me running again. Yeah. And I changed my running running style. More the posed running. Yeah. Yeah. And so within, I think, three or four months, I, I did, yeah, I did the city surf. Wow. And that's Which 15 is- kilometres after not being able to walk 400 meters. That's crazy. So I just, and again, every all, all you guys out there who haven't been doing much exercise, just start slowly, yeah. build up, have, have, have your support, learn about your body and learn about your, build about awareness. I just want to pause you there quickly on the pose running, Vic, from a physiological, biological point of yeah. view. I just want to talk into that and why it's yeah. so important and how people are sort of heel-based instead of toe-based. Yes. From the pose running. Mm. You, I don't know what pose Oh, is. I mean, for me, the pose, my understanding, yeah. I think it's called pose running where yeah. you, you run on your toes yes, and, yes. and you're flicking, you're more yes, flicking yes, so not heel, hammy heel based rather than. Yeah, so if, and, and midfoot, I'm, I okay. refer to it as midfoot okay. running. Um, if you can run midfoot or toe based, yes. you're not going to be putting any forces through your knees. So yes. that misconception that running needs to be stopped because of arthritis is just a fallacy. And there was actually a great article that came out from the British Medical Journal last week, which showed that. Um, people who are new to running that started marathon training actually started regenerating their cartilage in their knees. Wow. So knees need load, they yes. need weight-bearing load, and cartilage will respond to that. So so if, if people want to understand more about, you know, pose or I think pose is a CrossFit word, they call it, yes. you know, a better yep. midfoot running. I yep. mean, from my understanding, the drills you can do is sort of put your put your foot up against the wall and flick back. Yeah, yeah. You know, those kind of yeah, things, yeah, where, yeah. which is a good resource for people to go to. I don't know if you guys have got anything out there. to start training yourself to run better? It's probably a good idea to go to a physio who knows how to assess your running probably yeah. because when you do start altering your gait and things like that, you can have carryover effects in other joints. And you want to make sure, because what a lot of runners also find is that they've got really weak glutes. 
And then when you start midfoot running, you need to be very much yeah. glute dominant. So and there's also would, a hammy as well. The yeah, hammy, hammy gets, well. like I'm yeah. big quads, but my yeah. hammy is shocking. Yeah, and right. you just want to make sure the timing of your hammy and the yeah. glutes are, are right as well. And you also and calf. So it's a lot of yeah, calf, calves. hammy, mm. glutes, um, as opposed to heel strike will go straight through your joints. So is there a, a resource people can go to to find a physio that knows what they're uh, doing? Like a, I would, it depends where they are. So yeah, I'd, be, I'd, I'd be Googling, um, running based physios okay. and you should find something that will do you want a proper running assessment on the treadmill yeah, correct yeah they, yeah they can actually look at your running look at your, your style of running and, and tailor a program and then running. and then give you drills to drills to do drills to yeah. actually retrain your body yeah, and, and retrain your yeah. gait pattern which can be really challenging so, so yeah. a tangent as, as always with me. Uh, when I was in the States last week, one of my good friends has been a long-time Nike employee. Yep. And he was telling me, we're talking through full night story. Is, is it, oh, okay. Yeah, that he actually, Nike created the sport of jogging uh, just yeah. to sell, sell products. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they created a whole new And now they genre. have shoes now yeah. that have just broken the two-hour two record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so it was just, yeah. it's just like yeah. jogging didn't exist. They were like, how do we sell more shoes? Yeah. Let's create a sport. Yeah, let them and wear them right. yeah. And then, we, yeah, so. Yeah. Anyway, believably, it's uh, it's called Shoe Dog, like audiobook or it's, okay. it's a really, really good read yeah, about cool. Full Night Story and Nike and yeah. all of that. Haven't got there yet. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So we did City yeah. Surf. Yeah, okay. So, so City Surf, and then I just basically inspired myself to go, okay, you can create, you can adjust your body, you can change your life. Mm. So then I just basically immersed myself in coaching, fitness, health, um, and where I could coach, I could coach. So I coached at sporting clubs, footy clubs. Yeah. Rugby clubs. And did you just give up the job? I mean, was that no, no, a family no, discussion? I or? No, I transitioned across. Okay. So, so that was where my interest was. Yeah. Um, so over the last 10 years, I've basically been sort of merging okay. over, over into this this area. So things don't happen overnight, as you know. Um, <laughs> you got to get, yes. you get the house. You don't suddenly become yeah. a... Yeah. So, 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 so where, where I got an opportunity I, I, and to learn, like I, I learned watching my kids get like professional tra- training with the swimming coaching yeah. and things like that. Like I, anywhere where there's good quality coaching, I'll, I'm just like a magnet. Like I go down to, to Melbourne Football Club and watch them and, and help them out sometimes. Yeah. And then you got there's, um, and then going to, um, you know, gyms and things like that. Mm-hmm. Wherever I can get re- resource, I can yeah. and I will. Mm. So, so something you said there that was very compelling to me is the, once you decided to do whatever you wanted to do, you could. Yep. Which is the power of the mind. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think in every aspect of our life, humans completely underestimate the power of. Mm-hmm. If you think you can, you think you can't. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Yep. Like my kids fucking hate that phrase. Yep. Yeah. Like Dad, I can't do this. I'm like, yep, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And like they like you know like all my friends like, like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. no I can't no, yeah, no yeah. yeah you're right yeah, you're right yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. Just in terms of. Vic, from your side, treating people as the mind, as yeah. I think we in such an amazing information mm-hmm. age. Yeah. You're a good friend of mine, Doc. He always talks about the placebo effect, yes. right? You know, and how massive it is. If, yeah. if you. This was part of my PhD. Was the placebo. Yeah. So do you want to yeah. talk about that and how huge the power of the mind yeah. is? So I guess in terms of being a physio, it all comes down to language. So I can, someone can walk into my room and I can say, You've got the worst scans I've ever seen in my life. You're going to be end up in a wheelchair. <laughs> like, I've never seen anything so drastic. Oh, my goodness, how are you even walking up the stairs? This is horrendous. And that that will be horrendous. Yeah. 
Sounds oh. like annuity income. Yeah, not great for business. That's great for business, yeah. But then the flip side is you get someone up and this is how I treat and um, it's all about the words that you use. It's all about the psychos, psychosocial factors to pain. So if I tell someone, oh, look, that scan's normal, um, look, back pain only lasts a couple of weeks anyway, you're going to be all right, let's mm-hmm. keep you moving, let's... Just instantly, they will be better. Yeah, and that the power of placebo is huge. So, so, so go and see a physio and a fitness professional before you see the lawyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, before you see a surgeon. Before you see a surgeon. Yeah. So the um, the mind is incredible, and yeah. if you tell yourself you're going to be sick, you're going to be um, incapacitated. You will yeah. be, and and we do this with our kids. Well, I do it with the kids. Yeah. If they're injured or they're sick, I'll give them a. Um, vitamin C and say this tablet's going to make you better and just completely utilise placebo effect. Oh, okay, okay. And then off you go and it works. That's why I'll um, never get stitched up by my friend because I know he's just going to inject like sugar yeah, water into me. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> but uh, so so I don't want to, I still, I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit, but for me, like the biggest thing from when I did the workshop with yeah. you was, you know, I'd done ice bars before, but there were a couple of people there that because it was a two or three minute exposure we went in yeah, yeah. that literally broke down in tears because they couldn't believe that they had achieved yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, Tom, you were in the air hard yeah. talking them through that. But yeah. just, I mean, how rewarding must it be doing those workshops to it's see amazing. people like hit that, like, oh, shit, I actually can yeah. achieve this. And as you said, take that to all other aspects of their life. Yeah. Yeah, it's a privilege. I mean, the, the, like when I conduct the breathing classes, even that you can see like I've, I've done some corporate work and I've done... Um, some, a lot of group work and you go into a, and you've got these busy minds and you have some really stressed people and, and you can't really pick them at the start but that's how they respond mm-hmm. where they how they physically um, carry themselves in the class and you can see the busyness you can actually feel the business in the room to start with because they've you know their motors are running at 100, 100, 100 miles an hour and then suddenly they just drop yeah and when they drop you can see their body relax. They feel calm in their body and they feel good about themselves. Yeah. And transitioning that into, I guess, the ice bath is that they are in acute stress and they start to panic. And then all you're doing is cueing them to breathe. Yeah. And to relax. And then at that, that point, they start having confidence in their body, their body responding to the cold their mind's responding to the breath and together that's working together to actually get a really nice feeling. Yeah. Because the body really is incredible in that situation. And then once they've calmed down, they've got complete control of the situation. And they know at that point where they hit that really tense, anxious fight or flight situation. Yeah. They just remember maybe a, an arm on the shoulder saying it's okay, breathe. Yeah. And if you have that as part of your experience um, where, you, where, you, where you can then translate that into other areas of your life, which we uh, coach and help people with, yeah. um, the, the impact that it has on them and the, uh, the reward we have being it's able to huge. share that yeah. is huge because you know that like they're okay. They're in, in, in a crisis, they're going to be okay. And, and the thing for me, the beauty about the ice bath is, is it's so extreme. It's so short. Yeah. Like I believe it or not, I've done ultra marathons as well, this, yep. this, yeah. this unit. 
But, <laughs> you know, there you have to suffer for six or seven hours yeah, to, sure. to man up, right? And go yeah. like, shit, man a mask, yeah. make a choice. It's no hard. Um, right. No, with an ice bath, yeah. it's like, boom, boom, yeah. you've got three minutes and, and, yeah. and it's, you, you get to that, that edge, that cliff edge very, very yes. quickly. Yeah. And it's surprising who, how people respond to that. Mm. And you can't always pick the ones that are going to put their toe in and go, oh, I'm out, yeah. I'm not doing this. Yeah. But yeah, it's really... It's yeah. really quite incredible to. to you guys should this. run a little wager before. Who's going yeah, yeah. yeah. well, to? Kind of having your head all. I, I mean, I think intuitively when I'm connected to people, if that often people go in there with their ego, and if you go in there with your ego, yeah. you're going to get smashed. And and if you go there, not even like it's on the opposite spectrum of that, if you go in with complete fear, you're going to get yeah, smashed. So so at some point, so at some point that you've got to bring them into the listening. Mm from to, to me into themselves yeah. and that's when they they start going like i've got this and when they've got this with their internal dialogue it shifts completely yeah. and then they're they're in that zone for me ego the best thing i ever did i started to do when i first got divorced was a lot of yoga yeah yeah don't bend very well I'm not doing it wasn't very good at it but i wanted to be the best at everything yes. yeah it destroyed <laughs> me man so i had monkey brain running about yeah, all yeah. the thoughts i was like oh Someone's like more than yeah, I'm worse than, than everyone here. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, through that, I, I went to yoga a couple of times a week, and yeah. it helped me so much. I just yeah. found the stillness, and yeah. for the first time in my life, it was like this is actually what fuck will do with anyone else. This is yeah. about me and yeah. my journey, yes. and correct. This is my beautiful. time on the mat. Beautiful, right? yeah. beautiful. But it, and, but it and, took and time. That's right. right. So, so the way I kind of like look at breathing is that you're either shooting on yourself or canting on yourself. Like so, and, and when you're breathing, when you're breathing in the zone, you're just breathing. So all this noise of I should be holding my breath longer, I can't hold my breath, I'm going to die. And in that moment where you're just breathing and you're or you're holding your breath, you're just connected into and that's yourself. zero. I mean, I know doing big breath holds, you know, like with my mates, like I want to be the best, I want to have the longest. That's right. So you're shooting. You're shooting. But, but as soon as you think about that, then the engine runs, right? Yeah. And that's right. Just, and, and your energy is yeah. being zapped in that that direction yeah, unnecessarily. Yeah. And if it went, when I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then you go like a minute Perfect. longer, like yeah, yeah, correct. But but you know, the, <laughs> like I know it, too. Yeah. and that's the annoying <laughs> thing. <laughs> I should, I should, I should, I should. I know this stuff. <laughs> anyway, so that's the mind. So let's go. And, so XBT, which I've followed from the beginning, when their website mm. used to freeze every time yeah. because it was so shit. Um, you guys obviously decided you decided to become a certified trainer. Yep. It must have been a big decision as a family because I can't seem to be cheap going to Maui, yep. spending the money. Yeah. Yep. How, how well, I saw I, such a parallel between Noosa and. You went to LA. Yeah, but okay. I, 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 I looked at it, yeah. And thought, this is something we need to bring to Australia. Yeah. Um, I can't see them bringing it out here anytime soon, so... Because the thing yeah. for me is that, like, I've seen retreats and, I've, and, I, and, I, and they're all very relaxing and blah, blah. Yeah. And I, I, it's just not me. And, and this is just me. So it's like, yeah. okay, I get to work out, I get to surf, I get to breathe, I get to do really cool stuff in the, in the water. Yeah. Paddleboarding. I'm, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm paddleboarding. I'm surfing. I'm swimming. Whatever it is, I'm in. Like yeah. I, I'm in this hundred percent. Yeah. So, so you went as a just as an attendee at the first point. I, no, I, I went. I went straight to certification. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because prior to that, I'd done many, many other coaching certifications. Yeah. Um, as I said, I just completely immersed myself um, into it, and this is just like, okay, this is this makes sense to me. So I went over to America, and then basically uh, sort of. Jumped in and um, was the first guy to get in Australia to get certified, um, and I thought it was so good. I brought, brought it over here, so like I brought the certification to Australia and, yeah. and got sixteen PJ, yeah, PJ yeah. and a few, yeah. So 
so that was probably it was a, it was a, a year ago. Yeah. So so that was a year ago, and since then, basically, been sort of incorporating that as part of my training regime. So what did what did the the certification look like? What is what is like couple how many days and and what is the yep how did they flog you I guess yeah so um, <laughs> so, so, so certification um, was a three day um, theory yeah. and practical um, and a lot and of was, that was was led there or no so at that point he was there he was so there. that was was done by PJ who's a performance director yeah um, PJ and Nestle is it? Nestle yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, and there was a few other uh, and I think Jen was there and and um, an idea with Mark Roberts Mark Roberts who, who's now Sort of one of the key instructors as well. So, so the two of them. So PJ ran it, and mm. um, and I was there just with you know open arms and looked at the breathing um, and the theory behind that, and I guess understanding a bit more about what XPT really was, yep. um, and the genesis behind that, and 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 how then to be able to coach it. And yep. so then we just. And a lot of it was, you know, sort of, okay, learn, do, learn, do, which is great. And for me. <laughs> so, so a doctor made in the back in the days and stuff for you was like, what, watch one, do one, teach one. Yeah, that was basically yeah, yeah. or something along those lines. Yeah, so, 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 so that, that was it. And I guess at that, at, at, at that end point, I wanted more. So I went to Malibu, checked that out, um, did some stuff in. Australia and, and basically went straight into it to, 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 to learn it. Yeah. I'm a quick adopter of learning. Yep. Um, so um, I can adopt something, sorry, learn and adopt it and be able to teach it. So that was, I guess, my talent. My yep. parents are teachers. So I just, um, just jumped into it. And um, I think even then there, there weren't many of the XPT certified coaches actually yep. implementing them as part of their practice. So um, over the course of the last two years, I've been... Um, just really focused on getting, well, eighteen months. F- focus on really um, developing those skills and, yeah. and getting them happen. So for me, and, and Vic, I just want to lean to you on the on the physiological side here. Is that when the first thing about XPT, because I, I understood breathing, done some ice baths because of yep. them. I still want to get to hot cold just now yep. uh, from yep. a recovery perspective. Yep. But the pull workouts, yeah, as someone with you know yeah. five knee ops and a quad and half, yeah, um, that. Or it was always something that I wanted to know more about, yep. but obviously yeah. because of the risk and the water. Yep. Uh, when I heard that's when I heard when I heard about your workshop, yeah, yeah. and I was like, I'm in. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a lot cheaper than flying to Maui. Yeah. Yep. So, do you just want to talk about what those pool workouts are and why they're good for mobility and all that yeah, kind of stuff? Yeah. So um, the pool workouts incorporate um, holding your breath, so increasing your CO2 tolerance, mm-hmm. and it's also weighted pool um, workouts, so using weights. Yeah an explosive kind of plyometric type exercises in the water. Um, it's very different to your typical hydrotherapy, which is grandma in the pool with some um, foam weights yeah. doing water aerobics. So it's quite athletic. You know, my, you know all my friends are thinking there's Clint yeah. with a hair net. Aqua aerobics. Aqua aerobics. So what, no. what I like about it is it's bringing the gym into the pool yeah. and it's making, um, especially the plyometric stuff. So anyone with arthritis or any kind of knee things, I can't do plyometric stuff on land. Uh, often just doing a squat or a lunge is impossible. Whereas in the pool, you discover your range of motion again in your knees. And well, I still said after your ice and that, my knees felt like so good the next yeah. morning. Because you're, you're using them and you're using them full range yeah. and in a, in a controlled way. And I mean, like the study with the marathon running, yep. your knees need load and they need movement. Mm. But on land, quite often you can't do that. Yep. So by doing the exercise in the pool, your knees are getting proper nutrition. It should although there's been no research to prove it, it should help with that cartilage yeah. regeneration 
in a way that's kind of controlled and not going to aggravate, which is what I really like about it. And the beauty, it, it, com- it combines the mind, breathing, and the movement, right? Because, well. because yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I'm still waiting for yeah. full workouts. Yeah, 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 and, uh, yeah, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. Yeah. Sign me yeah. up. But um, the key thing to me is like, as anything, like if you if you move fast and you panic, you're going to run yeah. out of breath, right? Yeah. Monkey brain. If you stay calm, you hold your breath and just be present and, yeah. you know, stay mindful, yeah. then you can go forever. Yeah. So yeah. it was such a unique combination of everything yeah, yeah. you know they're yeah. really really cool and it also takes you back to being that kid in the pool yeah. having that breath hold competition or playing everything yeah 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 it's fun. I, I, like i mean i remember as a kid I was, I'd, I'd be in the in the pool all day yeah and, and and you have this feeling at the end of it where you're tired but you feel good like you just feel good and so within an hour we, we're able to recreate that feeling and that's what yeah. i love about it yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's not training, right? It's no, just no, a, it's, it's recovery, a cool, yeah. and it's a, a way to get range of motion in your joints. Or it's you can, a way to you can incorporate that as part of the training as well. So you can do some land based push ups, you know, yeah. and and some weight stuff, and then incorporate that into a, to, to the pool to really sort of, you know, mix it up a bit mm. as, as something different. But we use it as a recovery and mobility yeah. session, and and that, and that seems to be really successful in that sense. Yeah. So it creates more of a wellness, um, yeah. healing. Yeah, and, and fun. Yeah. So on the focus of recovery, which which is the key part, let's, yep. do you want to talk about the hot cold? Because yep. I still, life goals for me in my backyard is I'm going to have a sauna and a nice bath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like, like uh, cause I've got I, a mobile sauna. Do you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, you do you need someone to look after? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. what's the, the theory? I mean, I, I know, I think the crazy Russians and a lot of people in Europe do, do you know, yeah. go from the sauna into the ice, yeah. into the ice ice. Yeah. Um, what's the benefit to that? How does that actually work? And, yeah, and so that each thing, each, so heat will do one thing, ice will do another. Yeah. So what you want to always be asking is what what's the purpose of doing an ice bath? So a lot of people will refute an ice bath saying, oh, you shouldn't do it after you weight training because it blunts hypertrophy and things yeah. like that. So you really want to be asking why you're doing it. So and what, I, what is the science on that actually? So that's true. Okay. So if you are trying to build muscle, if yeah. you're going to hop in an ice bath, an hour after or immediately after intense weight training, you will blunt that hypertrophy effect because wow. with um, trying to build muscle, you want inflammation. So the, the, mus- the muscles become inflamed, that encourages more um, muscle growth. Okay. So if you then jump in an ice bath, you're gonna dull all that. Okay. So if your goal of training is to be really muscly and strong, you wait, or I think it might be, Three hours. Yeah. There's a point right. in time where the inflammation hits a threshold and then it starts dropping. That's when you do your ice bath. Okay. But that's if you're yeah. into more endurance training, so yeah. if you're running, if you're trying to prevent um, delayed onset muscle soreness, you can do it straight after. Or um, what's often safe is about an hour after training okay. to do your ice bath. It was the first time I ever saw ice bath when the, the Springboks were training for the 1995 World Cup. Yep. And they yep. were getting in all the school. Like rubbish yeah, bins. Straight yep. after. Straight after. So yeah. that would be probably for pain relief and or inflammation. Heat. Or to yeah, to drop your core. So, so, it, so, it, so a lot, it does a lot of different things. Yeah. So So if you look at a AFL yep. Australian rules, so if, for the, those who don't know, they run fifteen to twenty kilometers yep. in a game. At, yep. somewhere around there at yep. high, high speed. Yeah. Yep. Uh, with contact with, with impact. Yep. Yep. So so where would they go? Or would so that be a, a lot of them would ice immediately after a game yep. and that would be for pain relief and anti and to reduce inflammation. Yeah. So they're not in a game. They're not trying to build muscle. Yeah. So or they're trying to recover. They're trying to sleep. So 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 a lot of the recovery stuff we do is cueing the body to rest and, and get in a parasympathetic state. Yeah. To prepare it for sleep. Okay. So sleep is where you get the best recovery. 
So if, if, if you can, if you've got soreness, uh, tightness, or just general stress, um, your, your, your sleep's gonna be affected. So the idea is that you relieve those symptoms to then cue the body to relax and regenerate. So for once again, the typical guy going through during enormous stress, yep. like you don't sleep. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I always when you have your first kid, they say yeah. you want to torture people, just keep someone yeah, away, yeah, man. Yeah. It's like you, yeah. it's the most brutal yeah. thing on earth. Yeah. If you say my lifestyle, so I surf, I can't run pretty hard. Um, if when would an ice bath come into my? Let's take my Saturday. So yeah. I got off an airplane from yep. LA, yep. kited for a couple of hours, body yep. was sore, yep. dehydrated. Yeah, yep. would, would I ice bath sort of in the evening? Yeah, yeah, just yep. to yep. just to bring Absolutely. everything back to down. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. And a daily routine, or where would you say? It? We That's, tend to do it daily. Yeah. Wow. Um, if we can, just I, I use it. I use it as a predominant, like like to wake myself up. You do it first thing yeah. in the morning. Or no, it could be just during the day. Okay. If, it, if it's because because it, it gets quite hot here. Yeah. So so you're walking around, la la la. You yeah, cool yourself down. You got four hours where I where where after that, like my body is fresh, alert. Yeah. Everyone's like in slow motion, and you're fast forward, which I like. And then you're, you just typically go three minutes, three, three minutes, or yeah. is that what the root Three protocol? lots of three minutes. Three yeah. lots of three oh, minutes. Oh, it just depends how you feel as yeah. well and how you react as well to an ice bath. So we say three minutes, but if you're really stressed, you might hop in and start shivering straight away, yeah. which is your body saying, uh-uh, ah, we're out. Yeah, we're yeah. stressed enough. Don't overload me with more stress. We're yeah. going to start getting sick. So where three minutes is kind of the goal, um, there's certain signs and symptoms you want to be monitoring to make sure you're not pushing too yeah. much into And it stress. depends how cold the ice bath is yeah. as well. So what is the magic number for? So it's about two degrees. Yeah, two degrees? So, so two degrees is centigrade. Yeah. Celsius. Yes, Celsius, Celsius yeah. which is about 83 furlongs, 26 yeah. yards. Yeah, yeah. my it's it's no, it's <laughs> sorry, it's my inside joke on the imperial system. Yes, <laughs> makes no sense, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> if you're in America, what? Yeah, but yeah everything's like, a furlong. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, and a furlong, we actually googled it when I was there. So it's a, it's a donkey or a horse or something. It's, it's a measurement, a measurement of, of a horse. horse yeah, yeah, yeah. something. <laughs> and and that's a, it's a, same, same with breath holding as well, because I often find, like sometimes I can hold my breath for a, a long time, mm. and sometimes I can't. But I got. I, I do it. I do it through an observation of 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 where I get to the certain triggers, mm. and then you go, okay, that I'm there, so I'm good for an, for a little bit longer, yeah. and I'll get to the next bit, next bit, next bit, and you and you build that awareness. And to begin with, yeah, if you're in an ice bath for two to three minutes, that's great. Mm. Like if you can do that, yeah. but but you might want to start gradually and just with cold showers. showers. That's how Vermoff starts, yeah, right? Yeah, cold yeah. shower in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then next one, just add a couple of bit, yeah. bits of, a couple of bags of ice, and yeah. and then you're up to ten bags of ice, <laughs> and you're away. And it gets, then you get a chest freezer. <laughs> then you get a chest, chest freezer, freezer, and you're in. Yeah, 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 because yeah. that's when you're deeply committed. Yeah, I mean, I know uh, Tony Robbins always says he's got those cryo tanks in all his yeah. houses, and that's yeah. how he starts up every morning. Yeah, like just just yeah, to, yeah, just yeah. Fire, you up. fire everything up. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. because I remember um, when I was when I would have my best days at work when I was doing um, the banking stuff and. Um, when I'd ride into work on a cold day, oh, yeah, just like everyone would be having coffees, like sitting around. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm good, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Like, like, cause I've just had a hot shower after cold. Yeah. And I was like, my, my body was ready to, ready to hit, hit. Which is a good transition to the hot and cold. Yeah. So, so I mean, we, we, so you're sauna for how long? Yeah. And then, and what's, what's the benefit of that? Yeah, so sauna as opposed to ice. So if you're trying to build muscle, yeah. hop in the sauna. Yeah. You're gonna get more blood flow. So, you're okay, gonna yeah. get, more inflammation, you're yep. going to get more hypertrophy. 
So that's where if you're, yeah, obviously a bodybuilder and things like that, yeah. sauna, sauna for days. Um, once again, hate the heat of the sauna yeah. you want to be mindful of and also what your heart rate's doing because you can recreate a, the, the effect of a run by hopping in a sauna for half an hour if wow. it's up high enough. Yeah. So just, again, depending on what the goal is, but typically we would probably, 15 yeah, 15 minutes in the um, sauna, yeah. hop, jump in the pool, then in the ice bath. I see your transition in yeah, 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 because yeah, it's quite. So um, the the theory, you know, the age old wives tells that you in a sauna to flush out the toxins. Yeah, so is that actually yeah, valid? Or? You yeah. sweat, so yeah. you're sweating a lot of yeah. toxins out. Um, with the contrast therapy as well, there's an effective um, vasodilation, so your blood vessels opening up, yeah. and then vasoconstriction, so that alternating yeah. can start pumping fluids and toxins out of the body as well. Yeah, so so, so you jolt, you're jolting your body. And, and, and so, so immediately it, it's, it comes alive and it needs to adapt to different situations. And, and by doing that, like any situation where you have to adapt, yep. there's, there's growth and there's, yeah. and there's some. And, and also just a simple warms you up after the ice bath, gets you ready for the next one. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and that would be a three round, I mean, that yeah, protocol would yeah, yeah, be a three yeah, round. Yeah, yeah. Two or three so, so once again, what are the benefits with my lifestyle and all the stuff that I do? How would that benefit me compared to just doing an ice bath? Well, there's diff so different effects from heat, different effects from ice. So yeah. ice, if we look at all the effects, you're also getting a weight loss effect. So yeah. you're starting to stimulate brown adipose tissue. Yeah, that's um, from the cold. That's right? from the cold. cold. Yeah. Yep. Um, heat, you get heat shock proteins, which are, are good for fighting um, illness, more free radicals. And, yeah. And you get the two adaptations. So you're adapting to heat, you're adapting to cold, and it adds, um, it has a hormet hormetic effect. Yeah. So that's helps you, um, helps with longevity, helps, yep. helps with your, uh, I'm trying to think of a word. And as we're moving towards 50, it becomes yeah, it like, shit, how did that happen? Yeah, And the other thing, like, I guess the adaptation you'd have is that like, when, when you're in the hotter um, weather seasons yeah. up here, yeah. Um, you you adapt to the conditions better, so we just don't sweat as much, right? Yeah, yeah. my mates coming well, from they're like, yeah. oh, really? this is like normal. Yeah, and they yeah. just I mean, even yeah, when I got yeah. back from from Tahoe, yeah, I was a mess. Yeah, you know, just getting coming out of the snow to here, I was yeah. just yeah. took my wheelie bin out and I was covered in sweat. Yeah. I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just you know, just gone for a week. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, do you, do you know of any places in the world that do the hot cold offering for people if they don't have it in their own house? Because obviously, it's a not a cheap setup. Uh, we do. Plug. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess oh, it's coming a bit more popular. I think in Melbourne, a lot of the gyms yeah. are starting to put in cold, cold tanks. Yeah, the ice baths. Yeah. Um, it is becoming a lot more popular. I think XPT is also making it a lot more popular. And Wim yeah. Hof. Yeah, Wim Hof, yeah. But in terms of up here, no, we're kind of the, yeah. the only, the only people that do it. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we've got our mobile sauna and our mobile ice bath so we can kind of travel around wherever yeah. we want. I've, I've had a conversation with your ice bath, not with your yeah, sauna yeah. yet. So. <laughs> we didn't have the sauna that time. Yeah. 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 Cool. So in terms of XPT, um, yeah. obviously, have you certified as yes, well? Yes, so when, when um, we brought PJ out, he I certified them as well. Okay, brilliant. So, so what, are the, I mean, what are the plans? We'll talk about Activate Body in the new studio here. Yeah. So what are the plans for you guys with XPT going forward in Australia? Yeah, so we want to keep one, running, well, we will be running the workshops, yeah. um, running more pool classes as yeah. well. Yes. Um, and what we're looking at, we, in this clinic here, we specialise in osteoarthritis management. Yeah. 
and we will be running retreats. So getting people up from all around Australia, teaching them how to manage their osteoarthritis and incorporating the XPT stuff within that. So That's brilliant. Teaching huh? ice, heat, underwater plyometric training that yeah. they can do with knee pain. Um, yeah. And then, but then also incorporating diet and yeah. breathing for stress management and yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that. So yeah. that, that's where we're heading. So we haven't touched on diet. Um, just just what's your guys' philosophy in terms of whether you fast so, or you don't fast? Yeah, we, how key is gut health? You know, where, where, where are you? Yeah, I mean, because it depends where you are. Yeah, right? so um, I guess we follow a whole food diet, if yep. you want to call it that, um, probably erring to more ketogenic. Yep. Um, high fat. Which is high fat for yeah, those. High fat, yeah, yep. high fat, low carb. Yep. Um, and I intermittently fast, so I do a reduced feeding window. So yep. I often skip, skip breakfast, yep. might have a black coffee and have that, that extended fast from the yep. evening to... So you're doing that 16-8 or what is your yeah, typical window? Yeah, 16-8. Sometimes yep. I, I tweak that a bit, see yep. how I can play, just depending on how I feel and how I'm training. Yep. But that, that works really well for me. Um, so I, 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 well, I don't read books, I listen to audiobooks. Yeah. <laughs> but I, which was quite interesting for me, is that my philosophy on fasting was it always that it slows down your metabolism. Yeah, yeah. But there's uh, the book, what's the Fast 800 by... There's a British doctor, Dr. I can't remember his name, yeah, but, but it, Mosley, no. it, it yeah, was him, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. But it was, what is quite fascinating is all the science which is back that those yeah. old wives tell that if you do fast, yeah. it shuts everything down. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 it's, based it's on this, the same based as on fat. So people yeah. think that fat equals fat, but it doesn't. Oh, I mean, and that's, and that's the- We were like, margarine and toast growing up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Low fat, everything, yeah. Yeah. Low yeah. Fat. It's, eat sugar. Yeah, seriously. That's how we grew up, right? So we flipped yeah. that. So yeah, essentially fresh f- fresh food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, is your number food. one thing and, yeah. and real. It's real. not in the box. Not and for box. anyone looking to try a diet, like let, let, just listen to this. Mm. Eat some really simple fresh food. Mm. Try to remove anything that's um, highly processed, and remove you know it's highly processed sugar and wheat and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Just really basic stuff. Drink lots of water. Mm-hmm. Try to limit or, or even remove alcohol and then when you re- remove all this sort of stuff and you have vegetables and all this stuff and then you slowly reintroduce the things that you want in your life yeah and you'll have an awareness of your body if it rejects it or or, or, or things that's okay and if it's okay continue doing it yeah so it's really that that's what yeah no, I, I think diet is so personal as yeah. well. Like I think different people can tolerate different things. And, and ner- nerding out on the science here, have you yeah. done the DNA testing to- No, s- I haven't. No, I've oh, just yeah. done that. I've just yeah. ordered one. Okay, um, did you get the results? No, no, no. So I, it was Black Friday. I was in America. Yeah. Black Friday, right? Yeah. I got a, it's, a, it's a company called DNA Fit. Right? Yes. And they take your genet- They look at your genetics and look at your food tolerances, yeah. exercise regime, recovery yeah. regime. Yeah. Yep. It's all based on an athlete in terms of how you Do should eat. Do they give you where your family originated yeah. from as well? Yeah. 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 So my, my yeah. swab's on the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I know a couple of people have done it and they said yeah. it's fascinating because yeah. there's certain things based on where you're from are just yes. absolute no-nos yes. for, for who you are, right? Yeah. One, so, one, one book. One book. One book. One book is... And he's is, back? Yep. Okay. So Peter Bruckner's um, A Fat Lot of Good. So that's really just... You know, yep. just smart. You yeah, know, so Peter, Doctor, and practical Faulkner ways a, to. He's a sports physician from Melbourne. Was he the guy you had yeah, here, so here he for the out. talk? Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Um, I had my kids. Sorry. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he in, in sports medicine, he's an absolute legend. He wrote the Bible of sports medicine, yeah. and he 
went through his own health crisis, became pre-diabetic, yep. overweight. He was the um, physio for the Australian cricket team. Cricket team, yeah. Um, he had a friend in South Africa, Tim, Tim Nox, Nox, yeah, so a good friend of his. And yeah. he's like, Tim, yeah. you're always off. He learned all that from Phil Mathetone. Yeah. He's a leader, so I'll give Phil Mathetone a big plug. So if you want to, um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. we digress. Um, yeah. So contacted Tim and yeah. said, Tim, what are you doing? Talk to me. You're always right. You're a bit ahead of the curve. You're always ahead of the curve. And um, After Phil Mathetone. Tim said, get get yeah. off the sugar, get on the fats. Yeah. yeah. And he lost a hell of a lot of weight, yeah. reversed his diabetes, and then a, um, a publisher came and said, Peter, write, it, write in the book. So he presents all the, the current research. Yeah. And his, his mission is now to educate doctors on how to actually teach people proper nutrition. So I, I can't remember what Tim Noakes' book is, but I know it's got a red cover and I bought it. The Banting? The, uh, no, it was based know. off Banting. Uh, yeah. re- the Real real Food real, Revolution. Real, yeah, re- yeah. real Meal Revolution. Real Meal, something like that, yeah. yeah. I'll put a link up into the show notes. Yeah. But when you say about Tim Noakes never being wrong, I still remember yeah. training with a mate. He was wrong He was wrong originally about carbohydrates. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yes. But he admitted it yeah. though, which is... Yeah, yeah. Which is Unbelievable. Yeah. So go, um, go Tim. And he was saying in the day to us, he was like, oh, no, 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 no. Lance is cheating. And yeah. I was such a Lance Armstrong yeah. fanboy. Yeah. And he, and, and he, <laughs> yeah. I was a complete fanboy. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, no, 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 listen, yeah, based it's on this, 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 it's yeah. physically impossible yeah. to do it. And my mate was, I still remember we were on a treadmill doing intervals. And my mate said to me, Tim's never wrong. Yeah. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. And then as it, as it turned out a decade later. Yeah, and, and um, Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, from a South African perspective, Tim got destroyed, right? Yeah. He got taken to court. Yeah. He got sued last by all the year. health plans. Yeah. Yeah. It's still going on. It's, it finished last year. Wow, because it was, I mean, I've been here coming on seven yeah. years and it was going yeah. on there. Yeah. Um, he, so he got crucified. Absolutely. Over and over again. Yeah. So he, because he took down Gatorade as well at the start. So he, he initially came under fire for identifying that marathon runners were drowning. Yes. And for overhydration. Yes, overhydration. Yes. Yeah. And then they're like, no, 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 I can't be. Gatorade's good, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then eventually they mm. realised, well, actually, they are over-drinking. Yeah. They shouldn't be having Gatorade. They sh- they're drinking way too much water. And these people are dropping dead because yeah. they're drowning themselves. And they, then, and this, again, with and the And this low-fat low diet, um, high-carbohydrates was all predicated all based on, on, that. That's on industry. So, 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 so it was a guy. Um, and Sell Keys. And Sell Keys. Yeah. There we go. The food yeah. pyramid. Yeah. 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 The trusty food pyramid. It's scary. Yeah. And and then and then you your mind shifts away and, and you go, okay, instead of like looking at the theory of it all, actually just then going, okay, using your own body as a test case and you go, okay, they're they're right. They're yeah. they're hundred percent right. Yeah. Um, you know, I I'd be still hundred and four kilograms, <laughs> hundred and eight kilograms if I was if if yeah. they weren't. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's and the effect it has on you as well it's, yeah. it's incredible it changes yeah. so much so so, so by shifting skills. shifting that it was just a revolution in my, in my body yeah. so talking about inflammation do you do you uh, are you following like a turmeric omega-3 protocol at all or just a little bit yeah a little bit take so, yeah, so, so, I, I routinely have omega-3s yeah. um, but just the impact of diet like getting yeah. carbs out and you know as soon as you eat too much sugar bang the sore spots yeah. are going to be sore. I, I'm so. generally quite good, but I just start yeah. sneezing all the way. Yeah. My kids are like, did you eat my chocolate? Yeah. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? what? No, 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 no. They're like, dad, it's yeah. gone. I'm like, oh, shit. Man. It's like, literally, it's like, it's like, yeah, like no, no, 10 no. minutes and I'm sneezing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, busted. Interesting <laughs> to see your results of the DNA. Yeah, it's gonna, I'm pretty excited yeah. about it, yeah. So, you know, yeah. capitalized yeah. on the Black Friday. Yeah, I wish It's I the only thing I bought. Yeah. Cost 140 bucks. So That's good. Yeah, yeah, so cool. pretty cool to see that. Okay, gosh, we wrap it up. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. activate body. We discussed yep. that. Yep. 
So well, I guess what we're doing now is it's kind of interesting. So sort yeah. of like we we put it all together. So in terms of like the clinic itself, yeah. Um, so activate body the activate body clinic is looking after um, people like me who've had you know who've got some health issues, particularly with arthritis. And as we said before, like using movement as medicine is yeah. is the key. So and yeah. food, man, yeah, and yeah, food, getting mm. off the drugs mm. and starting to own. Own on your own health and mm. take control and that's just yeah. man i don't want to hop on the north american thing but every second tv advert is a prescription drug yeah. man. it's nuts yeah. like i forget and every yeah. time i go back just a few times a year yeah. it's just you know it's just oh, it's hammering yeah. pharmaceuticals enormous there yeah. it's it's so They're enormous here we just don't see it yeah and, and and getting back to it it's it's an internal reference point so, so everything your movement your the way you eat yeah. uh, the way you breathe <laughs> those yeah. those things are yeah. really the essence of who you are, and and by looking for external things to fix you is 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 not really sort of serving mm. serving it. So, yeah. so Vic, one last takeaway. So, yeah. if someone has to implement two quick fixes, I'm going to ask the same for you. So you can you can yeah. steal them. Yeah. What is the quickest bang for their buck? Things they can implement now to yeah. get them on a path of, of yeah. because it is. Like I've got the analogy of the one percent, right? Or well, I think yeah. it's another Tony Robbins. Two yeah. ships take off. Yeah. If there's a one degree separation, nothing happens. But after a year, yeah, yeah, on different sides yeah. of the year, so it doesn't have to be a drastic yeah. run an ultra marathon yeah, today. Yeah. It's slow, steady progress. Yeah, yeah, just move. So, so what are two tips, and then Tom, two tips yeah, for you, mine, and then I'm going to wrap up on a soppy note. Okay. Yeah. Mine would be move, move, move at any opportunity. So whether it's ten thousand steps. Yeah, not just don't. Well, don't even worry about yeah. the, the numbers. Just get up, stand up at your desk. Walk, go go and walk and talk to someone at work. Just get up and move. Instead of sitting on your bum having lunch, go for a walk. Mm. Um, and then I think the other thing is don't be scared to eat fat as well. Mm. And look at look at how you're eating. Cut out sugar. Change your diet. Yeah. Yep. Can't outrun a good diet. <laughs> that old pearl. Yep. Um, but yeah, but really move. Move. Yep. Body wants to move. Body was built to move. Most injuries can be solved. Most health conditions can be solved by movement. And, um, yeah. That's such an awesome. I love that. Yeah, mm. just move more. We weren't designed to be sitting on our bums. Yeah, Tom, I guess the the thing is explore breathing. So um, breathing to me is one of the quickest ways to improve your health. Whether it be breathing for meditation to relax, or breathing just to calm yourself down, mm. or so then getting adaptations for um, aerobic capacity and things like that. So that's something to explore for everyone. Just instantly, like if you're uh, injured or you're returning to exercise or looking to expand beyond what you're currently doing, um, one of the quickest ways to do that is to um, uh, do breath, breath holding and, and look at the uh, oxygen advantage, um, XPT, even some Wim Hof stuff as well. Um, so that's that thing. I guess the other part is really the, the fat load of good um, uh, is, I mean, is, is the essence of any good nutrition is is through eating proper food without you know sugar yeah so so you, you limit anything unfortunately like and then and that includes alcohol you know so so find if you're going to drink find the really sweet or sugar infused um or carbohydrate um a lot of carbohydrates in in alcohol you, you reduce that you 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 change your life yeah so if you had to drink, it would be like a vodka lime and soda yeah, or perfect. something, yeah. something like that. Yeah, just just good vodka, yeah, yeah with, with, with real lime. With real lime, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you both so very much. I realized while sitting here, this used to be a yoga studio, right? This space? 
Yeah, it is a yoga It studio. is still a yoga yeah, studio. So, so the yeah. first thing I did for myself after yeah. divorce was start yoga. Yeah. And I was driving and I came here. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, I drove here and I broke yeah. down crying on the way because it's wow. the first thing I'd done for myself. Wow. And I walked up these stairs and I had wow. a one-on-one -on -one session wow. with a yoga chick. Um, wow. So the universe has brought me back here, wow. which is pretty cool. Yeah, I was, I was sitting here, I was like, yeah. goosies when I walked in, I was like, yeah, shit, this is the place. So this huge. is the first thing where I, I started my, my where you're, 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 yeah. this is where I started my journey. Man, yeah. that's unreal. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the, I don't even remember the lady who took it, but she said, there's something going on with you. I can feel your energy. And yeah. we spent the class. How we just, long ago was that? Uh, three and a half years. Okay. Yeah, we did like a yin yeah. meditation and she yeah. just, it was, yeah, it was, anyway, it's great but, to be but, back. But, but isn't that amazing to actually ha be yeah. present with someone mm. and actually go, okay, I know you're hurting inside. Yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. And I never came back, but yeah, it just said come back in yeah. the circle and go wow, wow. back. <laughs> contrast between when I walked up that stairs that time to yeah. how I walked yeah. up. Yeah. No, it was, yeah. it was pretty symbolic. So yeah. meant to be here. Thank yeah. you so much for your time. Yeah. I wish you all the success and we'll support you guys as you know, awesome. whichever way I can and Thank hopefully you. have you on my retreats as well. Yeah, yeah. that'd be great. I spot yeah. some people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. guys. Okay. Thanks.